This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Florida and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for people experiencing homelessness for almost 100 years. This is our 99th year of helping those in the community have their lives transformed. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president and CEO of the mission, and I have been so fortunate to be in this position and to help so many people over 30 years. I have to wake up in the morning sometimes and pinch myself. You know, they say the best job you can have in the world is a job that you would do for free. And I certainly love what I do. Uh, I love being able to help people. And I know that every day there's somebody in great need that's going to come to one of our centers in Broward or Miami. And they're going to make that decision to get off the street or to leave that, that abusive relationship or maybe even just come in and get their life re, uh, rebooted. And so we're grateful that, you know, by the way, even through all this COVID that we've had in the last 20 months, we still have men, women, and children that are coming in. Many times they come in with nothing or just the clothes on their back. Uh, maybe the woman will come in with a few items for the kids, but generally they're coming in just as they are, and they're able to rebuild their life, uh, not only just get food and shelter, but actually be able to rebuild their life, starting getting items that they're going to need uh, for the future, getting all the classes and the training and everything that they would need to be, become successful in life. And then even through COVID and all the unemployment that's going on, uh, they are able to go out, get jobs and find affordable housing. And so we are just blown away. We are great, very grateful for the community's help. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Broward Homeless uh, initiative partnership and also the Miami-Dade Homeless Trust. Uh, they've already been the anchors and holding all the nonprofits together because we've needed resources that uh, we just haven't had in the, in the past. For example, when someone comes into the center, we're going to test them. And if they're positive in either center, Miami or Broward, uh, they have to go to another place to get quarantined. And, and see if they develop symptoms or not. And if they do develop, develop symptoms, then they are taken uh, to the hospital to make sure they get proper care. So again, uh, without them, that would not be possible. Then when they, they get their 14-day their quarantine status, they're negative, they have two negatives, they can come into the building. Uh, we like to see people get vaccinated. Uh, we're not pushing that, but maybe at one point that will become a necessity to make sure that everyone's safe. And uh, we are starting to rebuild our numbers. We're down almost uh, to about 60% capacity. Now we're going back up the scale to about 80%, even with the, the latest variant. And it has been very difficult on everybody, but people are still becoming homeless. In fact, right now, because of the moratorium on evictions being lifted, we're starting getting calls. 
in, in both counties of people that are facing eviction or have gotten eviction. Where are they going to go? And if they haven't planned for that, uh, you know, they're, they've tried to maybe repay some of the money they owe or maybe the landlord says absolutely not i just want to do it i don't want to have it anymore and some landlords are just having people leave and then able to raise the the rent up because it's it's such a renter's market right now so we may have a wave of new homeless people that are not the people that you see on the street begging for uh, money because they have an addiction problem but or a mental health problem just because they don't have a home and now you're talking not just a, a dad uh, I mean a man or a woman you're talking about a family so we're, we're, we're trying to get prepared no one knows what's going to happen down down line but we are knowing that our service is going to be more critical than ever and you know something we cannot do <laughs> all that we do to help the homeless and the needy in our communities without the support of our friends, people that have come alongside of us over the years. You know, over, over the last 30 years that I've been here, we've developed some great friendships. I still have people that I knew back 30 years ago that were volunteers or donors, and now they're in retirement age, and yet they still are active and still care about those in the greatest of need. And you can get involved in a very special way by helping us with our Pack the Pantry food drive. We do this every single fall. Old-fashioned in nature, you know, back in the day in the farms people used to do their canning and get their meat products together in their in their storehouse and their smokehouse and get ready for the winter months so they'd have enough to eat well we're asking people to go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry that's caringplace.org slash pantry there's information there how you can get involved we have old-fashioned brown paper bags that have all the items on that we wish to collect we're looking for non-perishable items mostly there will be a small window where we'll take frozen items our hams and our pies and turkeys and so on but right now we're looking for non-perishable items and then uh, you can drop them off at one of our many locations that are listed or if you're ambitious like so many are uh, they have flyers you can print out and you can put them on big boxes you know cardboard boxes maybe you have a church a place of worship business a condominium association a place where you'd have a big box and people can put their, their goods in there and the smartest way to do this is that when you go shopping at your local supermarket the one you like you look for the bogos to buy one get one free so you, you get a can of beans for yourself get a can of beans for somebody in great need and uh, this this fall we're going to serve over 250,000 meals uh, we do it every single fall and we have our holidays coming up before you know it we're blinking we're going to be right in Thanksgiving and another blink will be in Christmas and and the end of the year uh, holidays Hanukkah coming up and, and others that are being worshipped so we want to be prepared and that's why we, when we say we can provide a hot meal for $2.10, it's not just a, a bowl of soup and a crusty piece of bread. It's a real meal because we have people that will do food drives for us. We have volunteers that will come in and help prepare the meal and serve the meal and clean up after the meal. That's a greater cost of our meals is the actual food cost that we'd have to buy and the, and the people that we'd have to have on staff to be able to serve it. So for $2.10, you can provide a meal. And if you don't want to do the pack the pantry food drive, you, while you're on the site, you go to caringplace.org slash hope, and you can make a financial donation. $2.10 will help 
uh, serve one meal. So for $21, that's 10 meals. And I believe there's somebody listening that probably can do a 500 meals or a 1,000 meal, uh, maybe even a 10,000 meal donation and, and really help us during the fall months. Now, we have two special women's groups. One is called Cover Girls, and these are a group of women that become mentors to our women that are in our centers that have suffered from domestic violence, and they're coaches and mentors, so they stay with these women, help them out with their problems, take them out shopping for business attire, just become good friends with them. And even when the women leave the center and they get their own home, Cover Girls are there to help them and be alongside of them. Then the other group is called Girlfriends for Girlfriends, and this is a group that helps with the housing. So the mentors are the one that work with them one-on-one while they're in the center. And then the Girlfriends for Girlfriends raise funds for affordable housing. We've gotten a few duplexes over the years. They're looking to get another one, maybe even a, a fourplex this time. Uh, but they also help with housewarming gifts and other things. So October 23rd. Just in a couple Saturdays, we're having a breakfast for Tiffany's. It's going to be a movie outside of our church property located in Miami Gardens. It's a drive-in event. Uh, you can bring your own seating, or we'll have chairs there, and we'll have some goodies there. There going to be some food items. But you can watch the movie outdoors. And so we're going to have all the safety precautions in effect. Uh, but this, the funds that are being raised are going to help our cover girls, our mentoring girls that will help other women in our center. So everything is to do to help the woman that's coming to us for help. So that's breakfast at Tiffany's. It's on October 23rd. It starts at 6 p.m. And to get tickets for that is simply go to caringplace.org slash breakfast. That's caringplace.org slash breakfast. And then the next week on October 30th, the Girlfriends for Girlfriends are going to have an event at 10 o'clock. It's a conference, a video conference through Zoom. And it's a tea time with God. So it's a very special time. Going to have great speakers, uh, motivational, inspirational here about women from our centers, how their lives have been transformed. It's a two-hour meeting. And to get tickets for that and to become involved, just go to caringplace.org slash tea time. You know, uh, again, when I look around at all the chaos that's happening in our world, everything that's bad, that the news that leads and bleeds, uh, really, this program is for good news. I want people to be encouraged and be inspired when they listen to us. And you're going to hear testimonies today. You're going to hear about people in the community doing great things. And even during the dark, gloomy days, people are still compassionate. They can still be generous. They can still be caring and reaching out to help those that are in, in greater need than even themselves. And I know that many families are going through hard times. Just a, a month ago, we had a great um, book bag giveaway and school supplies. And again, we can't do it without your help. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, I love this part of the program where we get to interview people who are making a difference in our own backyard in their community. And I have with me right now uh, today is Jared Laurie. He as he is known as Brooklyn Boone. He is a music artist. He's an entrepreneur and he's all about, you know, giving back and making sure that his community, his backyard, um, has something positive that he's even investing in. And I know you have followers too. So, uh, Jared, thank you for being with us on this, uh, program today. For having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, tell me a little bit about you, Brooklyn Boone. What, what, what are you all about? Uh, I'm all about, Good vibes, of course, but, you know, um, changing and helping to impact people, um, not really forcing it up on them, 
but letting them see for themselves because that's how I was impacted by seeing for myself and that helped bring about my life change. Wow. Now you have an Instagram uh, following. So how and how do people follow you? Okay, so on Instagram, uh, you can follow me at Brooklyn, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N underscore B-O-O-N as in Nancy, Brooklyn Boone. Can't spell Brooklyn without putting Boone in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. And um, how many followers do you think you have? Uh, just, I know you don't want to be too proud, but yeah, just, tell us anyway. Just over a little, uh, a little over nine thousand. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing, yeah. you know. And and for someone that is really trying to do something good, you know, sometimes people that are not doing so good have more followers. Right. But when right. you're doing something good, then that takes a little moment in time. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could explain it to we, me. We still got to get in touch with those because I, I I don't every post that I post, I don't speak to all nine thousand. So I still need to you know reach them individually. Hopefully, right. you know, it it'll get to that point though. We're not worried about it. That's great. Um, So your life, you know, it started a little rough. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were raised in Brooklyn. Right. Uh, You were were not raised by your biological parents, but um, friend of the family. And you have how many brothers? I have seven brothers in total and one sister. Wow. Yeah. And um, a lot of you were taken in by one family. Right. And raised you. And you did have a little bit of the church background in that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a piece of cake. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. It wasn't. There were struggles. There were struggles. Yeah. Definitely. But at some point in your life as a young man, uh, you felt like you were not completely on the right path and, and you were spinning. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess you wanted to spin in a different direction. Right. Right. And what's crazy, speaking of that, in 2011, I used to, every Wednesday, I used to go to this youth church out here in Miami, Florida. And um, this was 2011. So 10 years ago, I was about. I was about 19 or so, 19 or 20. And um, on my birthday, September 23rd, they gave me a birthday card. And in that birthday card was a scripture. Now, I wanted to get a tattoo probably like a year later. And that that scripture was on my mind. And every time I go back and I read it, if I look in the mirror or if I just memorize it, or, well, just remember it and I say it, it gives me a new meaning. So it's from Proverbs. It's, uh, he who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Proverbs 21, 21. Now wow. that speaks volume because every year after that, every moment in my life that has occurred, whether it was good or bad, it redefined that. And now I'm starting to understand the true definition of it. So struggles are sometimes good, believe yeah. it or not. Oh, yes. Yeah. It can make you stronger. Uh, absolutely. Uh, as absolutely. My, as my mother would say, if you don't weaken, it can make you stronger. Right, right, right. Right, right. Well, um, I, I'm just impressed with you because your music is uh, more on the positive realm. Right. And uh, you're trying to lead people, mm-hmm. you know, followers uh, in, in maybe following their uh, cause or mm-hmm. or something that makes a difference in life and right. uh, thinking outside of the box mm-hmm. and not just selfish about yourself, but start thinking about others. Right. So I, I want to say you, I'm impressed with you. So how, how do you stay on that course? So um, I, I do want to clarify. Well, not really clarify, but I do want to put out there that I'm not ashamed of who I am in general as a whole, whether it was who I was, who I am and who I will be. So in order for people to see a change, we still have to acknowledge who we were and how that change came about. Right. Mm-hmm. So I embrace both the the good and the lesson. 
Mm-hmm. I like like right. the way you said it, and the right. lesson, right? Rather right. than saying in the bad, exactly. No, that was the lesson because I learned. To be Ooh, good that was that. good. Yeah, I'm going to adopt that one. There we go. There <laughs> I we like go. that we, one. Yeah, I didn't even see the Woo! fist bump. Yeah, I missed it. That so, was good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was good. So, um, yeah. So I still like in my music. I talk about you know my upbringing and things that I've experienced or encountered, but then I also show people the progress, the progress in the after effect of it because wish change if we don't explain and let mm-hmm. people know what we change from okay yeah you've been the saint your whole life okay we get it the, yeah okay <laughs> not for well, me yeah but but none of us have been that's right. the problem right or that's the reality right i should say uh so you believe in giving back so in what ways um have you are you connected with tell us some of those things about how you want to give back i am connected with the great with the great organization family the caring place uh i volunteer uh down at the miami rescue mission um, reason being is because I, I wanted to, you know, surround myself with men who have great faith because a lot of these gentlemen, you'd be surprised, walk around with smiles as big as you don't know what as, as, as far as the people who have these, these, uh, worldly possessions, money, house, cars, and they're miserable, but you see the ones who doesn't have as much in that aspect, but spiritually they have just as much, even more. So I, I, that's how I'm building my compassion because I, I just had to learn. Um, also, um, I'm using my talents because in the Bible it states to be fruitful and multiply. Um, and that's on a number of occasions. Not only that, but, um, if he give us a talent when he returns, he want to see what it did. As we spoke mm-hmm. about before, ROI, return on investment. Right. I invested in you. Now you got to show me what. Yeah. What I gave you, what, what did you do with that? What, what yeah. I gave you? So. Yeah, the the mat, the story in the Bible about the talents. The mm-hmm. master was very upset with the one who buried it in the ground. Exactly. In fact, he took it one. away from him. Right. Gave it to one. someone else. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that he didn't was, even use it though. I know he didn't. He he, he didn't put it, it up. Yeah, he he didn't even put it in the bank to get interest. Exactly. <laughs> the, ma- the master said, at least you could have done that. Exactly. You could have done something with it. Right. Instead, you buried it in the ground. Right. So it's like the light under a bushel, I guess. You right. Know, you don't hide it. Right. You know, let it shine. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have really to. <laughs> <Let it> shine. <laughs> there we go. We can start singing. Um. So yeah, all that is important. I believe that's why I have you on air is because I love to have people talk about their compassion, their passion, their cause, their reason for living. Um, why do they do what they do? Right. And Jared, uh, you are a perfect example of that. Um, once again, let's say how people can follow you um, on Instagram. What is it again? Uh, before I before matter of fact, OK, on Instagram, you can follow me on Brooklyn at Brooklyn Boone, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N underscore Boone, B-O-O-N. And once again, that's Brooklyn Boone on Instagram, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N underscore B-O-O-N. And before anything, I definitely want to say thank you for everything that you guys do here. Um, without you guys, half of these things wouldn't be possible because it, it takes a village to raise a child. And we're all children of the Lord. So I do want to say thank you guys for everything that you do. 
Well, again, it takes everybody, like you said, so there's no one person even at the mission that can do it all. We've been around for 99 years, and but none of us here right now have been here 99 years. So uh, even though the mission has gone on, it's had quite a journey itself. And uh, what we're praying for is it's going to go on for another uh, hundred years or until the Lord returns. And so that is always what we believe here. And we know people um, are going to be the hands and feet of the Lord. And as they uh, reach out to those that are hurting and are lost, um, the changes are going to be made. So once again, thank you, Jared Laurie, uh, for being on our program. We've got more coming up, so you can't touch that dial. We'll be back in just a moment. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have with us today in the studio, yay, Rashad D. Thomas, uh, Regional Director from AT&T. Welcome, Rashad. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Oh, I get excited to have people in the studio <laughs> with the pandemic. We've had so many interviews on the phone, so it's refreshing to have someone right here with us. Thank you so much. I mean, before I start asking you questions, I just want to thank you once again, because AT&T, you guys do so much work, good work in our community to help others. Um, and before we go into the pioneers and all that, let's talk about what we did most recently, right? I mean, very recently, you guys got together and what did you do with us? Uh, we actually came out to the Miami Rescue Mission and we actually uh, provided bags uh, for the community. We, those bags had hygiene uh, necessities. We're talking about soap, uh, shoes, towels, everything that indi- individuals need to get by on a day to day basis. So uh, that, that was definitely a, a, a fun moment uh, to be able to come into the rescue mission, pack these bags along with the Pioneer team yeah. uh, just to give back to the community, give back to those individuals that are in need. That's, that's what AT&T is all about. So we were extremely honored and excited to be, to be a part of uh, that project, and we look forward to doing more. Absolutely. And and let me tell you, I, I got kind of like the end of it. I had the team working with you guys at the beginning, and I kind of uh, came in at the end with the excitement. I mean, everyone's faces. And I came in when, when you guys had already done all the hard work, right? But you also did backpacks, right, with yes. back-to-school supplies. Yes. So this was all part of the campaign that we do for back-to-school, you know, reaching out to children in our community, low-income families. They're going back to school. And guess what? Not everybody can afford that backpack. Not everybody can afford all the school supplies that you need, the brand-new pairs of shoes. Yes. You're coming back today with more donations. Correct. That was amazing. Amazing. But tell me about the excitement. Tell me what you felt because I know you were part of it. I mean, the excitement is I, I, I don't really know how to explain it because besides packing those bags, but then having the opportunity to take a tour to see uh, the great work that the Miami Rescue Mission is doing in the community with those individuals that are in need. Uh, and that's that's the reason why AT&T supports supports the Miami Rescue Mission. So, uh, I mean, it was just excitement. I mean, it was it was uh, fun. It was uh, rewarding. It was just a, a, a time that I, I, a time to give back, a time to, you know, just just get out in the community and, and do what we do as, as an AT&T. Build, you know, building your, your bonding, beautiful bonding experience with your team. Now, tell me about the Pioneers, because I know they were huge uh, for this whole giveaway that you guys did. So talking about the Pioneers, uh, this is an exciting year for the Pioneers. Uh, the Pioneers is preparing to c- celebrate its 110th uh, uh, birthday. Yeah, so it's been around that long. 
And uh, uh, j- just for those who don't know what AT&T Pioneers are, it's a volunteer organiza- organization that's uh, active in retired employees uh, throughout the company. Uh, and the main focus uh, uh, of the program is education, military, environmental, health and services, and life enrichment. Wow. All giving back to our community, right? Because this is what it's all about. It takes a village. I always say it. Um, I love AT&T. I'm a customer. <laughs> uh, you guys do amazing, not only through your services and everything that you guys offer, but also I, I, I say you can do business with any company. But when you have a company that actually takes the time as well to give back to our community, right? It's important to have that sense of community. Know that not everyone is as blessed as you are to have everything you have. There are many people that are suffering, many families that are struggling. Rashad, what a pleasure to have you. How, I mean, I know everyone knows how to find AT&T, but I have to do it as part of my job. How, if our listeners want to do business with AT&T, how can they reach out to AT&T? How can they find you? Well, everyone knows how to find AT&T. <laughs> AT&T is a global company and we're around. But if anyone needs to re- reach out to me directly, uh, they can feel free to email me at rt1111 at att.com. Once again, that's rt1111 at att.com. And yes, AT&T is everywhere. Thank you so much. Continue the great work that you're doing in our community. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, every week we come to you with so many interviews of people doing uh, great things in our community. But, you know, the highlight uh, of our program really is when we get to talk to people who are going through life change or have gone through life change. And I'm so happy that today I have with me Daryl. And first of all, I want to say welcome to the program, Daryl. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here well, Daryl, let's go back in time um, and tell us something about what maybe led you to come to the uh, Miami Rescue Mission, or if you want to go back even further to family life, just start us somewhere. Uh, let's go back a little farther uh, to our family life. Uh, actually, uh, I'm a native here uh, of Miami, Florida, and uh, originally uh, my family lived over town, and uh, to up to about the age of 12. We moved uh, into a home in Carroll City, and uh, I went to uh, Carroll City High, and uh, I was a uh, uh, really kind of like dysfunctional kid. Uh, you know, I wanted to do things my way, you know, and uh, I really didn't uh, care for uh, a lot of company and stuff, and uh, so I, I got into whatever I wanted to do, and uh, later on I found myself uh, getting in trouble, you know, and uh, being arrested. Uh, you know, being kicked out of school, things like that. Then along came, uh, drug and, uh, the partying and stuff. And, uh, so I, I kind of like, you know, I kind of chilled out for a while and I met a young lady and, uh, we got married and I began to raise a family and, uh, we was doing well and, uh, you know, really nice, uh, having a family and I have two kids and, um, I met, uh, what you call Mr. Crack Cocaine later on. And I had never experienced such a thing, and uh, it really devastated my life. Uh, ended up getting a uh, divorce. My wife, she divorced me, uh, and uh, so we were we were divorced, and uh, she went her way, I went my way. Well, we still, you know, we had a relationship, but uh, it was nothing, you know, intimate. I uh, went on <clears throat> with my life, but I was still doing drugs, and uh, even though I would you know, have a job, but uh, 
after a while, I would have to get another job because of the people, will, you know, would see that, uh, hey, look, mm-hmm. this guy's not doing what he's supposed to do, you know right. what I'm saying? And so uh, eventually, uh, I found myself uh, renting a room inside uh, what they call the trap house. It's really a drug house uh, where they sell and smoke and stuff. So uh, having a background of, uh, of the church in my life, there was a conviction, certain things, you know, uh, I would I couldn't find myself to do even though I was getting high, mm-hmm. and the people found me kind of strange, and they would even tell me, "Look, man, you don't even belong here," and uh, you have a conscience. Oh yes, I did. So uh, it came to a point, even the job I had at that time, uh, I lost it, and uh, I found myself sleeping on the street, mm. and I was too ashamed to go to my family. The condition I was in, I really didn't want them to see me like that. Right. So uh, I found myself sleeping on a bench out there by the bay, uh, not far from the mission. And uh, I woke up one morning, and my breakfast was off of a, a tree, a secret tree. I had no money, no, 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 no clothing, just what I had on my back. And uh, I, uh, I ate from this uh, seagrape tree, and uh, then I walked along the water edge, and I actually I began to pray. Mm. So I walked and uh, I met some people along the way and I had asked them about the Miami Rescue Mission. I had heard about it, you know, mm. just hear people talking about it. And so being hungry and looking for food, I, I uh, asked them, where can I go to get some meat? And they told me, yeah, the Miami Rescue Mission. They feed Okay, Daryl, I hate to interrupt you right now, but we're going to stop right there. And we're going to pick up in just a moment and find out what did bring you to the Miami Rescue Mission. Don't turn that dial to hear the rest of Daryl's story. Well, we're back. We're with Daryl. He's going to tell the rest of his story right at the point where he woke up on a bench uh, by the bay. His breakfast was sea grapes. I've eaten those before. They're not very tasty. And uh, you're walking and you're praying and you met some people and you ask them about the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's pick up your story right there. Oh, yes. Uh, I was told uh, where the Miami Rescue was. I found it, welcomed in uh, to a nice meal. So I came in and we sat. We waited to be uh, led into the dining hall. And uh, after getting in there, man, I, I just, like, gorged myself. Like, I was surprised to see all the wonderful stuff they had there. Oh, man. And I ate like a hug. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, um, this particular time, uh, I ate and then I left. And then the next day I came back. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, leaving from the mill, I asked a person at the desk. And I said, how can you get into this program? Mm-hmm. And that person told me, say, come Monday, Monday morning, be here at such and such a time. Mm-hmm. And so I was there. And I entered in that morning, that Monday morning. There were several other people in line waiting to be interviewed. And uh, we came in. And uh, I got a chance to uh, meet some new people. And we talked about, you know, some of the things we were going through and, and you know, even about what we were going through at that time, being, uh, you know, new members of... You're the newbies. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, uh, but to make a long story short, since I've been to the rescue mission here, I've been so blessed. It's like God did something on the inside of me. It, 
He changed my heart, even though in the past I was introduced to Christ, but never before had I made him my Lord in my life. And this something that God did in my heart, it was something that it I had nothing to do with this. He did it, and uh, all I wanted to do was to know him and to know change. Mm. And so this time, uh, one evening, as you know, they have a uh, service in the evenings, and we're required to go to uh, the meetings. And uh, I was at this particular meeting, and one of the people had uh, they had a, a acoustic guitar. And at the end of the service, I asked, I asked the guy, "Could I like you know check it out?" Yeah. He said, "Sure." So I gave him a quick testimony of what God was doing even at that time in my life. So the guy he uh, he let me uh, play a song that God had put on my heart. And the next time they came, brought me a brand new acoustic guitar. Wow. And I've been praising God ever since. And uh, are given the privilege to uh, sing with a bunch of other guys there, the Regeneration Band here, to minister to the people about what Christ is doing in our lives. So, been, And you've also been able to hone in on your talent that you already had. And you get to practice and you, you get to use that to bless others. That's a great, great, great honor, and uh, I love to praise God, and I love, I just love the people because uh, he shows me where he brought me from, and I know that he can do that for other people, and I want to see the other people come in and experience the love of God. Well, Daryl, because we're right at the end here, what is your goal? Well, my goal is to complete the Alpha program. I'm now uh, in Alpha 114. That means you're upperclassmen. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I've been assigned captain of the team and uh, have this responsibility. My goal is to take, first of all, the steps that are necessary, you know, like such as uh, remembering where I come from, number one. My goal is to reach these goals uh, that I have uh, by uh, working in the community as a positive force. I'm going to have to stop you, Daryl, only because we're at the end here. But what a powerful, powerful testimony that you have. I'm going to ask our listeners, would you continue to pray for Daryl? Just remember his name. Lift him up. And there's hundreds of men, women, and children that come through our doors in Hollywood and in Miami. They all need your prayers. And uh, just pray that as they come in, you know, I can honestly say, Daryl, that your change started with a prayer and a meal. Uh, you prayed by the bay. You came for that first meal. We often say hope begins with a meal, and you are proof positive of that. Thank you for sharing oh, your story. You're welcome. Very welcome. Wow, what a great testimony from Daryl. And, you know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami and Broward, is that when people come to us in great need, we want them to be able to have their lives changed. You know, we're serving thousands of people every single month. Uh, in a year's time, we're probably serving close to 20,000 people, not only those that come into our centers for help, but we reach out in the community and do community outreaches. Food baskets are given away. School supplies are given away. Goodies are given away. We just we want to give to those in the greatest of need when we're able to do that. But it really comes down to that one person, that one woman with her family or maybe that one man or maybe that one man and his family that really sees light at the end of the tunnel and gets their lives transformed. You know, we can't help people like Daryl and help others without your continued support. I'm blown away by the generosity of our donors and our supporters and volunteers. Uh, When I'm able to go walk around some of the centers, I'll see some of the volunteers. 
I just have to give him a virtual hug. You know, can't get too close anymore. But say thank you so much for coming out and helping us serve the homeless and the needy. And they turn many times, say, listen, I'm getting much more out of this than you, than I'm giving. And so they understand that uh, when you give and you help others, there's a blessing for you yourself. So, again, we can't do all that we do without uh, our volunteers, donors, supporters. And one way you can get involved right now is to help us with our Pack the Pantry food drive. We do it every fall. I mentioned it earlier on the program. Uh, you go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. We will send you out brown paper bags. And they're not necessary, but it's kind of cool to have because it has our logo and everything that needs to go in the bag. And you can get your family, your kids involved. Well, I've actually had kids will go around with their little wagon and they'll go door to door in their neighborhoods and they'll get canned goods from their neighbors. And then their mom will pick and take everything up and they'll bring them down to one of our centers. And, and I've had a chance to meet some of these kids on occasion. And I'm just saying it's, it just brightens your heart. Here you have eight, eight to 12 year olders. Sometimes they're a little younger, a little older, but most, mostly an eight to 12 group. And you think, wow, these are our future leaders. These are the next generation, and they're doing it right. They're starting out with compassion for others. You can make a difference by going to caringplace.org slash pantry. Uh, fill up those bags. If there's a small amount, you drop them off at one of our many locations. If you have a real ambitious project where you get a big box, a cardboard box, or maybe a few cardboard boxes, put them at your place of worship or where you work or at your school or condominium association and get those those boxes filled up, we will come out and pick them up. And we will use them all through the fall. We're going to serve over 250,000 meals. We want to kind of go over to the new year as well. And that helps us keep our food costs down. Because we have all that donated food. We have the volunteers that come in to, to prepare it and also to serve it. That's a big chunk of what it would cost for the meal. So that's why we can say for $2.10, you can provide a meal that can often lead to a changed life. And if you, if you don't have time for Pack the Pantry, you can help us financially by going to uh, caringplace.org slash hope. Uh, we're getting ready for our Thanksgiving meals, our Christmas meals, our Hanukkah meals, our end-of-the-year meals. Uh, so many holidays coming up, and it's a great opportunity for us to befriend the homeless through our meal program so that when they get fed and they get a shower and they get a change of clothes, then when we talk to them about coming into a program or coming in to get their life transformed, they're more apt to listen to us and maybe They've gained that hope, that trust, that respect, uh, because when people come to us, we're not looking down their nose. We're not going to judge them. We want to love on them. Uh, we're a Christian organization. We believe that God has a plan to help people, not to hurt people. And uh, you don't have to be a Christian to come here for help. You're going to find uh, the love of Jesus here when you come here. We're not going to turn away anybody that wants help from us. And if, if we're not the right spot for a person, we'll try to find them another spot. But again, uh, like I said earlier, we can't do it without you. So go to caringplace.org slash pantry or caringplace.org slash hope to help change lives this fall. You know, Daryl had a, a life-changing transformation, and I've seen hundreds, thousands of men, women, and children have their lives transformed, and often it has often become because of that one meal. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today, and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.